You're listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. This show was created for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and dreamers who want to learn from the experts of today and drastically shortcut their own success to build a business that supports their dream lifestyle. Since 2011, Tyler Jorgensen has been interviewing business thought leaders from around the world. A serial entrepreneur himself, Tyler also shares his personal insights into what's working in business today. Welcome to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I am your host, Tyler Jorgensen. And today, uh, I get to have a former neighbor, uh, someone from Southern California, now dialing in from Austin, Texas. The founder, creator, and head of Billion Dollar Body and the BDB brand, Nicholas Barely. Super excited to have you out on the show, Nick. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it, man. It's really cool to have an outlet like this. I remember I was 60 pounds overweight a few years ago. We'll probably get into that. Yet, I didn't have a podcast, radio show, information product, Facebook ad targeting me, YouTube to go check out to help me lose the weight. So I'm always honored to have a platform like yours that's out here helping serve people. And my life was transformed for the negative in one moment. But if it can happen for the negative, it can happen for the positive as well. So for the people that are listening, they stay to the end. Our goal is to create those just little tipping point moments that shift life forever. But we can only do that if we stay in this conversation. So thank you, Tyler, for creating the space. Thank you for the people listening that have that opportunity to jump on that transformation. Awesome. I'm so excited because you've really... uh, I know that you started with kind of an initial mission and that mission has grown a lot. But let's kind of wind back a little bit. When was the moment where you're like, you know what, Nicholas Barely, he's an entrepreneur? That's a really good question. So my dad was a business owner and so was my uncle. My uncle had more of a brick and mortar clothing line. My dad had a service-based business with carpet cleaning, tile cleaning. So I didn't think being a business owner was actually a cool thing back in the day. I thought it was just my dad even said, go to college. Like You need to go to college. Don't kind of do the same things that we did. Because there's almost this, you can't get a good job. So because of that, you start a business. It wasn't glamorized. One thing my dad taught me though, was that money always followed value. And he always told me if he lost his business, he'd always be able to make money. He said, all I need to do is just figure out what people need and I'll go do it. So the easiest way for people to know that was cutting lawns, trimming lawns, cleaning things up. So my first business that I created at 12 was that I actually stacked up a few thousand dollars cash in my sock drawer that my dad later told me he took loans from and would pay it back to me and never told me. He always knew because I was more of a saver growing up. Yeah, I wasn't a kid that was going out there blowing all of his money. I was more so just like shoving into my sock because that's what my dad told me to do. Respect money, right? All my money was big bills on the backside, little bills on the front side, or if I was curling up the money and have the small bill on the outside. He said, don't show your money. Like, Make sure it's a $1 bill on the outside so people think it's a stack of ones, not a stack of 20s or 100s. So I always saved it. That's what my dad taught me. He took loans. And I really didn't know I was an entrepreneur. I wanted to be more of an athlete. That's what I wanted to be. And it wasn't until I got married and I felt this responsibility, not just for my purpose, but also for my family. That's when I realized, I think this is the avenue This is the vehicle that I'm going to take to give my family the freedom, myself the freedom, the financial capabilities to have unlimited income potential. Right. And that's initially when I went into entrepreneurship, but my results did not catch up quickly, meaning that I failed in business for 
three and a half years. And that might not seem like a long time. There's a lot of people out there that they get started. Man, I want to make a million dollars my first year. And I would have been the epitome of just a very sad, sad story. And I could have given up any year along the way. And you would have never seen Forbes, entrepreneur stages. I have my picture right here of speaking at Russell Brunson's event that I know you run the group of. And that would have never happened if I would have given up in any of those instances. So I really didn't know that this was a good idea until the success happened, but I just didn't have a choice. I was married, no job, lost our place to live, living in a 400 square foot apartment, making $1,500 a month cleaning carpets, made 19 grand one year, 21 grand the next year. As you said, we lived in Southern California. That is not a good financial situation to be in. And I just thought, what can I do? And the thing in front of me was not a job. I had a 1.8 GPA. I didn't have college education. All I had was the ability of, what do you do if it's up to you? And I thought, I'm going to go out there and serve people the best way possible. And I continue to do that over and over again. So, you know, this is all relatively recent, right? I mean, you're a younger guy. That story probably isn't 20 years ago, right? We're probably talking about the relatively recent past, which is fascinating because in order to do that, I, you know, I've seen you on social media and I followed you kind of through the, the ClickFunnels community for a while. And I've watched you grow, which is super cool to see from an outside. You know, it's not like we're best buds. I've never, I haven't, you know, we've met each other in passing type of a thing, but I watched it and it's really neat to see you become clear in your voice, clear in your mission, clear in your purpose. While you were figuring that out, did you feel like there was a moment where you realized, you know what, there's actually a difference between being a business owner and being an entrepreneur or being able to make a bigger impact? I really didn't think about all these things. Even when you look at my company, it's structured around redefining what it means to be a businessman, changing the dictionary definition where you cannot be a businessman without prospering health, wealth, and relationships. Little did I know that our mutual mentor and a great friend of mine, Russell Brunson, wrote down the three core markets are health wealth. I thought I made that up. Like I was just discovering it as I went. I didn't care the difference. But when I look at the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur, my thought and my mind is a business owner takes a structure that already works and allows the structure to work for them. They go and buy a subway. They go get a carpet cleaning company. They buy a van. They allow people to call in and they use the structure. Whereas entrepreneurs are innovating the market. We're the ones that are going out there and we're saying, social media, this is interesting. People are on this. What could we do to get in front of these people? We're consistently building the railroad tracks that other business owners then throw on the wheel and start cranking away. And we're out there innovating, creating these structures for people to be able to jump into the systems and become a business owner. And I like to think of myself as an innovator. I'm not creative by any means. So if anyone out there is thinking, I'm just not that creative. I don't have great ideas. I just spoke at an event in September of 2019 called Heaven in Business. It's this Christian event that's for business owners. Little did they know they invited me to speak. They didn't know that just seven years prior, I had dropped out of their class because I just didn't feel like I had good enough ideas to be a creative business owner. But what I did is I took things that already worked and I could just see how we can make them better, right? It's like not knowing what clothes you like, but when you put them on, you go, I don't like that. That's the type of person I was. I couldn't think of something out of thin air or scratch, but I could take something and innovate it. And I believe that's what an entrepreneur does is they go out there and they 
take things, they innovate and create new markets and opportunities for people then that are more of a business owner to go and just jump into that system, like a subway. Person who yeah. created subway is an entrepreneur. Person sure. who owns a subway is probably a business owner. Yep. I completely agree. That's actually a very similar example that I use and I think it's perfect. And you, like your brand and what you're doing is helping any of those type of people, those business owners. And you say that you're helping them to redefine businessmen, right? Yep. And so that they can prosper in those three core places, right? Health, wealth, and relationships. What do you mean redefine? How are you redefining what it means to be a businessman? In <laughs> well, I could ask people, when you think of a traditional businessman, what do you think of? What does he dress like? Oh, oversized shoe, suit, right? Like, what does he do? He probably drinks too much. Does he spend a lot of time with his family? No, no, no. Is he a good guy? Probably not. Whether it's depicted in movies or in our yeah, subconscious sure. mind, these are the common things that I've done to pull. What do people think about when they think about a business man, not just an entrepreneur or a business owner, but I work with the business man, the man in the business. I don't just work with the business around the man, right? There's a big difference. I work on the man that's inside of the business because right. I believe the business will not outgrow the businessman and any growth that the business has that's bigger than the man in the business, meaning that personal growth is all this anxiety and fear because we don't know what the heck's going on. We can't control yeah. this thing. It's going crazy. And so with that, I started realizing that there was three core areas that as a businessman can outsource. And, and for any women that are listening, one of the reasons I came up with this, one, I'm a man. I don't want to talk for what women go through. Second, women are already smart. Women are already well-balanced. Women are already thinking about how can we have great family relationships, financial relationships? How can I make sure that I have balance in my life? Whereas men are like, if I just make more money, life will be better. If I just make more money, then my family will be happy. If I just made more money, then my wife would love me more. Even if it's not what they actually want, it's just, we're always jumping from one thing to the next. Oh, I need to get fit. We get fit. We're like, I forgot about building the business. And we go back to building the business and we forget to work out. It's the craziest thing ever. So I looked at what are the things that I need to become successful? And I don't use the word need a lot. But here, when I look at redefining what it meant to be a businessman, man, we got to change the dictionary definition of what this means. What qualifies you to be a businessman? And our goal is to transform one man that transforms one house, that transforms one city, that transforms one state. And from the example, because now we've got 15 hours of testimonial videos, 15 hours straight. If it worked for them, it could work for more. And our goal is to consult every major world leader on how they should run their country by taking the micro demographic of our men and their households. And so when I looked at this, I saw, well, health, what you eat, no one's going to eat for you. You get a meal plan, but it's not like marketing where you can have someone do the entire thing for you. They can push the buttons, but people don't know what you do in the middle of the night, right? They think if they just have a meal plan and meal prep food, they'll be good. No, when you're sneaking ice cream in the middle of the night, that's the problem when no one's watching. And so it's equipping them to be powerful in that area of health, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, in their relationships. Nobody's going to have those conversations with your wife with, for you right. or opposite with your husband. No one's going to be able to go out there and cultivate that relationship. You wouldn't want them to. That'd be very awkward. Yeah, that would be so awkward. That's probably an area that we should not try to outsource in our life, but that's what most people are told to do. Focus on what you're good at, not what you're bad at. Well, there's certain areas of life that you physically cannot get away from. So sure. outsource the things that you can and get great at the things that are most effective. In your world, dude, this would be 
in a business. You have lead generation, follow-up, sales, deliverable, ascension. These are the ways that you make money in a business. And if you're missing one, then your business is not going to grow at the capacity that it could. As a businessman working on the man in the business, not the business around the man, I look at those three core areas and go, we can't get away from them. So let's set up a system to prosper. And what we found is that these men are actually excelling at a greater capacity and a greater trajectory than if they just focus on the business themselves. Why? Because I was that guy. Yeah. I was 60 pounds overweight. I would have never even gotten on the show. Video? Heck no, I'm not getting on video, dude. Right. I was way too insecure for that. So what was that going to do for my life years down the road? I would have never met my wife. I would have never had my son. That's a big deal. If I would have never met my wife, I would have never gone into business. I wouldn't have believed in myself. She pushed me to pull out that greatness. If I would have never gone into business, we would have never had this conversation. The person listening yep. right now would have never been transformed. So I looked at those areas as the areas that we could not outsource. And that's where we're redefining success, what it means to be a businessman. We're changing what that success looks like. So these men can go, man, I want to be three-dimensional and it's actually making them prosper more than if they just focused on making the money. First of all, I resonate with all of that. I think it's fascinating. I like that you focus on the ripple effect of how making one change doesn't just impact that one person, that one man, that one, but it really impacts everyone in their sphere. I think it's great. I think it's a very smart future-based mindset to have because, and being aware of how things impact the future helps us make more kind and compassionate and intelligent and prudent choices in the present. And think about real quick, as you said that, think about gangs. I look at people that are born in different areas and they just want to be accepted into the community. And what do you do to get accepted into a gang? You beat people up, you steal things maybe. And, and I'm generalizing, yet that's what you do to get accepted and loved and feel like you're a part of something. Well, I joined a community that was all about giving. It's called Thrive Make Money Matter. And I realized that people gave, whether it's time or money, and some people just have the goodness of their heart. But other people... They just wanted the recognition. Yet, even though it was kind of a selfish motivation, the way that they got the recognition was through giving, which is an awesome thing to right. be able to do flat out. And I realized in that moment, I said, whatever our culture values is what we focus on. So when the business culture just focuses on how many sales did you make? How much money did you make? How much did you work? Well, then we think, well, none of this other stuff matters. I don't want to go to the gym. Like That doesn't help me become successful. Yet when the community starts saying, how'd you take care of yourself? That's success. You know that the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between drinking water, hitting the gym and making a million bucks. It's just whatever we place the value on, we get the return, the happiness. So all of a sudden, if I start saying, and I'm successful if I drink this water, I'm now feeling the feeling of making a sale when I drink the water, yet it's controllable. And it gives me momentum when I go into the sales position or when I have the communicating talks like this, I feel primed up and ready to go because I'm not just, my community is focused on valuing multiple things, not just the money, just as the giving community, just as maybe even the gang does. We just need to shift what the focus and the value is on so that people will get attention for the right things, not the wrong things. I dig that. So as people are coming into your ecosystem, right? They're working with you on health, wealth, relationships. They're working with you on, you know, all of the different prongs of what BDB does. What's a common challenge that they continue to face? Like, what's that thing where you're like, man, if I could give people one head start, this is the thing I wish I could just help them change. 
So I go a little bit more in depth in this in yep. my book, Modern Day yeah. Businessman, on the health wealth relationship side and teach exactly what we teach to all of our guys. The number one thing is that keeps people back from those things truly is something that I struggled with as well. I remember being in high school, right before I got overweight, I went into wrestling practice and did wrestling. And every single time that we went and ran the track, I was out of shape. I didn't know how to get into shape. I didn't know the more you ran, the more in shape you got. So I faked it. Every time the coaches looked at me, I worked out harder than anyone. But as soon as they weren't looking, I didn't work out hard. As soon as I went home and no one was watching, I wouldn't eat healthy. I would only do things to make other people think that I was a hard worker. But as soon as they weren't looking, I wasn't committed to myself. One of my mentors, a Navy SEAL, Yost Jansen, he told me, Nicholas, the number one commitment that you want to make and not break is the commitment to yourself. It's easy to commit to other people. Meaning we talked about getting on the show today at a certain time. And if I missed it, I let you down, which is not fun. So because of that, most people will show up and they say, hey, I'm going to show up at this time. They show up because they don't want to let other people down. That's the lower form of commitment. The number one commitment that you can make is to yourself. And that means that when you say, I'm going to get up and go to the gym at 6 a.m., well, we usually are in a comfy chair in a warm room. We're like, you know what? It sounds so great to go to the gym. And then when we're uncomfortable the next morning and we're tired, we break that commitment. And it tells our subconscious mind that no matter what we do, we can't trust ourselves because we can't, we're not following through on the things that we say. So all of a sudden, one day I'm working out and working out with this Navy SEAL and he falls on the pavement, hits his face. I think it's like the Olympics. I'm going to go grab him and walk him to the finish line. And it's going to be so amazing. He's like, get off me. Finishes the workout, bleeding, and then cleans himself off. I'm like, all right, maybe just a weirdo, (laughs) Navy SEAL, whatever. And then all of a sudden I see him walk his dog one day and he face plants again. I don't know this common theme, but he's skateboarding. hits the wheel on the board. It stops. He hits his face. He's bleeding. He has cameras, security cameras all around his house. So that's why I saw the replay. He finished walking the dog, came back. And then we did a workout one day that almost was two hours. And after an hour, I said, this is the best workout I've ever done in my life. So like, I'm done. That was an hour straight. Like, you know, go to the gym for an hour a day. Right. And he's like, no, 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 like finish the workout. So I just kind of do it because, you know, the leaders, I want to make sure I look good in front of them. Right. Right. So I finished this workout and I'm like, dude, I just got to ask you, what the heck's the deal? And he goes, I'm just so afraid of not following through on the commitment I made to myself. If we said we're going to do the workout, we do it because next time we'll think twice before we make that commitment again, but finish it today and then decide next time you don't need to do it. So not only did it get me to stop making commitments that weren't smart, Instead of saying, I'm going to go to the gym for two hours every single day, five days a week, and then fail, I go, I'm going to show up to the gym five days this week. And then I learned to build trust in myself. The number one thing that people struggle with is commitment, doing what they said they were going to do after the feeling that they set it in has passed. What we specialize in really isn't motivate people that don't know what to do. I don't work with those types of people. I work with people that know what they should be doing, but for some reason, they're not doing it. Right. And I talk about those stories in depth from Navy SEAL mentor to I even one time went and met a guy in the middle of the ocean on my surfboard in the middle of the night. And I got stuck in the middle of the ocean for five hours. Oh, geez. I didn't think I was going to make it to shore. I thought I was done. It was the middle of the night in a place I'd never (laughs) been before. And I break it all down in my book. Again, they can look on Amazon. They could buy the book, but don't. Like You can get it for free, nicholasbarrow.com slash ebook. And it all breaks it down there. I'm excited for that. 
for those of you listening on podcast or anything, you can check it out on our site and grab the links to that. But if you are listening, it's nicholasbarely.com slash ebook. Go get that for free. I'm sure there's amazing content in there. So let's dial back a little bit. So, you know, you went from this place of being stuck, not making good money, deciding you wanted to do something better. When was the first moment that you realized this might actually work? Like it's money's coming. I think I, oh, yeah. I think I've cracked the code. Yeah. So there's people that have tried one thing and it's worked for them. Well, I had that moment at first. So I got my into my first business 20. My wife was 18. We just got married. I said, well, what do we do? How do we spend time together if we're working all the time? Let's start a business. So I started the business, started seeing success. I thought that it, it was amazing. I thought it was going to be like consistent from there on out. Failed. Went into debt, clean carpets for two and a half years. I talked about making $19,000 and $21,000 the next year. I pretty much gave up on everything. I just wanted to be able to talk entrepreneurship, let alone be successful. I was just like, I just want to have conversations with business people and just not sound dumb. That's right. what I wanted. My totem pole for success was I was down here on the totem pole. And I remember being at a place where my dad got into an accident. So I cleaned carpets while he was out of the business. My wife went to an event. So see the series of events. She invested in herself, went to an event. And at that event, they actually offered a program that's $5,000. And she called me, oh my gosh, I, I want to do this thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I was in a place where I knew telling my wife no was already the wrong thing to do. So I thought, well, let's just play out, whatever, who cares? Like I, I'll trust her. So we invest in this thing. And I remember right before I went there, this is like three years in, I had lost 60 pounds. I wanted to help other people lose weight, but I was too afraid to tell my story. I thought that people would make fun of me, that I was a failure in health. I thought people wanted you to be just an expert. And finally, I go to my almost like my M&M moment, like my, my eight mile moment where I was like, you know what? I'm going to just tell everyone why I was fat, how I was fat, why I got fat, the emotions behind it, and hopefully I could teach something from it. At least I get it off my chest. It was almost like my own little confession side. And so I, we invest in this $5,000 program. They asked me, Nicholas, can you speak in front of the 40 people that also invested 5K? And I was like, oh my gosh, because I, 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 they thought he must know what he's talking about. He lost 60 pounds. But you know what? I'm going to tell them. So I go up there. I start telling my story, not just that I was overweight, but I shared pictures and I said why I got overweight that me and my dad had a falling out and the emotions behind that. And I gave up on life and I started breaking down crying. I thought everyone would reject me. They actually still talk about it to this day, years later, five, six years later, that that was the moment that shifted everything. I had my wife help me finish that talk. I never sold more than $3,000 in a month before then in my own business, never once, which means that I literally was going negative or breaking even at any given time. I left there. I thought I was a failure. Every, there was other fit people in that room, people that were more qualified than I was, yet more people can identify with your failures than your successes. They were shredded, but they didn't know what it was like to be overweight, the emotions behind it. I had 10 people right there reach out to me. I said, I, I have a program for 3600 bucks. The only person that didn't buy was the person that said, I want to buy from you. Take my credit card. I want to buy from you. I was like, okay. They didn't end up buying. But the other nine, they did. We'd close over $20,000 that month. And I'd never had a not profitable month since then in January of 2016. Every month we've been profitable since. And it was still scary. That's the big thing I want people to know. I thought it might've been a fluke. 
I thought maybe I'll go through those clients and then it'll never happen again. I quit working with my dad. I thought I'm going to go have to go back to my dad and ask for a job. It's going to be so embarrassing. And instead of allowing that to cripple me, I allowed it to propel me. I said, no, I'm going to keep this momentum. I'm going to keep sharing this message. I'm going to keep walking in this. I'm going to start, I'm going to live by where I'm going, not by where I'm at. I'm not going to live as a broke carpet cleaner. I'm going to live as someone that knows they're going to build something, someone who can see the beginning from the end. And I started seeing that vision, living it clearly. And that was the biggest breakthrough for me. And that really came from those people in that room believing in me, being able to look at my product. And they said, this is amazing. I said, really? Like, you think this will work? Make these little shifts. They knew things that I didn't know. I was the lowest person in that room. And all of those things together that I was missing caused me just to believe in myself, to increase my product or service, take it to the next level and take our marketing to the next level where we were able to grow and exponentially grow the business. Literally from that point to the next June was our first $100,000 a month in 2017. And I failed all along the way. So this is why it's so fun for me to think I was overweight, but it wasn't final. I thought that I couldn't change it. No, I could change it. Right, right. plan, hard work, right focus. I was broke carpet cleaner, not final. It could be changed. And so often we think because of the way I was born, because of the way that I speak, because of this, because of that, it's final. I can't change it. Dude, you can keep telling yourself that story. Or you can go connect with someone like Tyler and have him walk you through the steps, the steps that he took, because we're all human. We're all the same. There's people out there that are gifted. They got six pack abs and they don't need to work for it. Great. Don't go listen to them then. Go listen to someone that was 100 pounds overweight, they struggled their whole life, and they lost the weight and they overcame it. Those are the people that I like to learn from. Yep. And that's why I like to bring my side, my story, my perspective to things, as well as the other guys that are in the community. I love that, man. Last question. So I'm a big believer that building your business is to help you build the lifestyle that you want. I can tell that because of your 3D and the, and the health, wealth, and relationships, you, have, you believe in that balanced life as well. What is one major item in your personal bucket list you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? My biggest thing that I'm looking forward to, and my, it's an intangible goal, is that my son's at the point now where he's just about starting to walk and he's in the most impressionable time of his life. And I'm very excited to utilize like every new motor skill that this little dude gets. I want to be a part of helping develop that and be a part of it Love and that. help craft that and not miss out on those opportunities. That's number one. Also, I'm really excited to, right now we're in Texas, so we are getting tons of guns. I know it's like a crazy <laughs> thing. Uh, not tons of guns, but like legally yes. registered right. guns that you're allowed good, to good have. clarity there. Yeah. And really, we're taking lessons, learning, yeah. shooting, uh, home defense, things that... Yeah. You just know, em are, embracing the new leaving California, welcome to Texas lifestyle. And we grew up with guns in California, but sure. hunting and things like yeah. this. And so that's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to supporting my wife more in that. Awesome. I love that. So everyone, I highly encourage you to go to check out the website, nicholasbarely.com and go to nicholasbarely.com slash ebook to get his free book, Modern Day Businessman. Appreciate you coming out on the show. To all my listeners, wherever you're dialing in, listening in or tuning in, it is your turn to go out and do something. 
Thank you for tuning in to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. What you didn't hear was one more very important question that Tyler asks each guest. If you want to be a fly on the wall when the real secrets are shared, go to bizninja.com slash VIP and get your access today. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And our one last favor, if this episode was meaningful to you, please share this podcast with a fellow entrepreneur so they can grow along with us. Biz Ninjas, it's your turn to go out and do something.